0: driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, we are alive here on 103.9 FM WYEB. It's the, say it with me, the free range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio, the most incendiary show on these here airwaves, it is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurt Karan on a Friday, free-for-all Friday. Uh, if you guys want to text in, the Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944. The phone line, if you want to call in this morning, let's try to stay somewhat topical. I know I said it's free-for-all, but, uh, you know, let's not wind let's not wind things back to a month ago to talk about something. But uh, anyway, <laughs> 601-879-0002. If you're a business owner out there and you like the way, you like you like hearing how often I say guns and gear text line, the phone line is available and it could have your business name on it. And uh, I know we've done, we do a lot of, we do good. Our advertisers get their ROI. That's why they continue to support what we do. So we'd love to have you on board if, if it's a good fit for us, if it's a good fit I don't want to take your money if it ain't a good fit. So that doesn't do either one of us any good long-term. So you can email me on that, clay at wyab.com. Also, coming up July 28th and 9th at the fairgrounds, it is the Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo. Let's see here. Make sure I get my date right. right, Yeah, on the 28th, I've got tickets. We're going to give away a pair of tickets top of the second hour. And these aren't regular tickets. These are the tickets to sit on top of the chutes that the Bulls and everything come out of. If you've ever been to the Dixie Nationals, you're like, man, how did the people get those seats? It's like being on stage, basically. Well, I don't know how they got theirs. I know how you're going to get yours by listening to the Clay Edwards Show. So stay tuned for that. We've got some great tickets to give away. And uh, if you don't win, get out and buy yourself some. This is a great cause to support. A lot going on at the fairgrounds that day, but you got Mississippi's very own America's Got Talent participants, uh, Chapel Heart, and a hell of a rodeo, a hell of a rodeo. Supposed to be the biggest rodeo, biggest single weekend rodeo, this side of the Mississippi of the year. Got cowboys coming in, cowboys, cowgirls coming in from everywhere. So stay tuned for that. Sean, good morning, brother. Good morning. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I kinda came in here on two wheels. I pushed it to the limit. Uh stayed in bed as long as I could, then had to stop and get gas. At uh, the Jasco? No, no, no no JASCOs. Fast lane. Fast lane. Um shout out to my buddy uh oh, what's his name? I'll remember it in a minute. Shout out to my buddy at the gas station. Just had a brain fart there. I could have said it a hundred times before I before I went on there. Anyway, said he was gonna be listening this morning. So you're listening, shout out. When I remember your name, that's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? <laughs> that is terrible. We'll circle back. The dude like, at the gas station. We'll circle back, like Gen <laughs> So speaking of the White House, um, this cocaine thing. <laughs> this is um getting interesting. Now I've got a video here that I want to play real quick, and we didn't really. I can't believe it. I, I don't know how we didn't get on this more Wednesday. I mean, this is just low-hanging. Oh, that's right. It came
1: out over the holiday, didn't
0: it? Yeah, I mean, this is just low-hanging, culture war, fruit of the poisonous tree.
1: I mean, I don't know how. I'm that. not going to lie. It's pretty funny, man. I mean, it's just what else do you, I mean, There's not much you can say. Uh, yeah. There's cocaine in the White House.
0: All right, so let's listen to this. It appears that they may be trying to blame Kamala for this. Oh, no the big change is where this
2: was found, and it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly traff- a-, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below, and normal people, just average people just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate.
3: Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that, I know that, but for the benefit of our audience. And now the investigation has progressed, and so they're saying the West Executive Entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy Mess, where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the Vice President's vehicle is parked the big change <laughs> just,
0: i mean just <laughs> snuck that right in oh god i mean and, you know i was just thinking <clears throat> the former prosecutor Paul oh, Harris, oh there's right. so many there's so many things yeah. but you know it would explain a lot about her erratic yapping when she gets up on stage because she's supposed to be a good public speaker we've had this conversation before if, mm-hmm. I, if my memory serves she is not a terrible public speaker yeah. but she's turned into one
1: yeah i mean she's not right it, she comes out every once in a while, and you'll see. It seems like it's it's just clips that I always catch. Like yeah. it's not they don't push it out there. Maybe that's because they don't think that she's a good public speaker.
0: Now is the moment in time of this moment in time. I mean, it's, it's really It's always bad. clips,
1: though. You, I never hear, like, okay, let, let's listen to the vice president speak on whatever the issue is. And they've had her hidden here lately, too. I think that all started during that whole border crisis stuff, right, when she mm-hmm. was supposed to manage it, and then she's kind of been put in the closet for a little while. Yeah, because it was so – her her. every time she opened her mouth, it was Joe Biden-level bad. And at least he's got dementia to blame. She she has nothing. And he's the president, I mean, you know. Yeah. Right. So it's just – yeah, she uh, – I, I thought that they – they took her kind of just hit her from the public a little bit for the last year and a half or whatever it's been. So you just don't see her out in the forefront. It's kind of like you, remember when Dick Cheney was vice president and you just didn't. He didn't really speak a whole lot. He just kind of ran everything, but he just didn't speak yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. You, know, you just didn't see him out there. He wasn't out there as much as I guess um, you know Mike Pence was even out there more. I guess than Dick Cheney or Kamala.
0: Mike Pence was out there a lot. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, he was out there, it, and, and especially um, living in the shadow of such a big personality. Yeah, like Trump. I, uh, until the January sixth stuff, where he decided to uh, act treasonous um, and go along with the steal, he
1: upheld the Constitution.
0: I, I was, I was a Mike Pence guy, but man, he pulled the he pulled the mask back real quick. Now he's just a now he's just a guy that I think is probably gay.
1: Did you see the Did you see the uh, dispute he got into yesterday at that uh, campaign rally or whatever it was? Who did Mike Pence? Mm-mm. Well, some a lady at some rally that he was having or some I mean I don't, it was looked like they were at a restaurant, I couldn't tell from the video exactly, but he that she had said, you know, blamed him for not for she said if it wasn't for you we wouldn't be in this mess, you know, blaming him for not sending the votes back like Trump wanted him to and of course he he let her have it. He's like, "Nope, I upheld the constitution. I did what I was supposed to do." I mean, I was like, "Okay, Mike, you know it was not. It was a, he was pretty direct about it." All right, so we've got a tweet in. This is actually from Dan
0: Bongino mm-hmm. kind of going back to the cocaine in the White House stuff. Says, security protocols differ for members of the president's family. There's absolutely zero chance anyone other than a family member brought that cocaine inside the White House complex. He said on Twitter, no chance that would make it past the MAG security checkpoints. Family bypasses. I heard that coming in this morning Mm -hmm. uh, because there was some speculation that it, and Dan Bogino's former Secret Service. Mm -hmm. So there's some speculation that maybe it was uh, some visitors in the West Wing. Visitors would have never got cocaine. W- you
1: think they'd search them pretty good before they got in. You know, you would there. think.
0: But okay, let's go back. Let's go, let's go back to my days in a, in, a, in another time, in another life.
1: Okay, when I was
0: doing drugs and stuff, and would have to ride around. You know where to hi- you knew where to hide it, right? I'm just telling. You, I mean, unless <laughs> uh, 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 unless they're unless they're checking, you know, strip searching you. I mean, mm-hmm. you could you could tape a dime bag, uh, a quarter bag, of, of of a powdery substance in a in a little dime bag. Mm-hmm. To anywhere in your inner thigh, you know, anywhere that they're probably not going to unless they got some kind of drug sniffing wands or dogs that you have to go through, too. And, and they may very well.
1: And then this person really, really would want to have to bring it into the White House. It was just a visitor. Yeah. It seems like they wouldn't go through all that. trouble. What would be the point? Yeah, like they you were can, just a visitor. You leave it at the hotel. Yeah, that's what I mean, you could just leave it at the hotel. You don't really have to go through all that to get it in there.
0: This is the behavior of somebody who knew they were going to be there for a while, mm. as in the night. And I guess there is there's a prime suspect. There is the prime suspect. But, uh, I mean, I speculated yesterday that maybe it's all part of – maybe whoever helps mix up Joe's Molotov cocktail to get him up there to actually talk, maybe they drop some of the ingredients.
1: Is it the same White House chef that gives Joe Adderall and Trump – that gave Trump Adderall? That's, what, that's my theory, yeah. that Trump is – all the energy that he's got, he's pumped up on Adderall, and maybe Joe is the same. That's what I kind of think. Because these are old guys, and especially Trump. I mean, we talked about this the other day. Like, he's got a ton of energy for a dude that doesn't exercise or eat right. He's always on at a 10.
0: I think Trump probably just takes his of all the old fashioned way and by the pill. <laughs> I think what they're having to do with Joe is what they did with Hitler. And not to, not to draw comparisons. I mean, I, I know what you mean. They were, but they injected him with a with a Molotov cocktail of amphetamines. And, yeah, that's right. I forget what it was, but I know you are talking about every day. Mm-hmm. You know that to me, that feels more like what they would be doing to Joe. Joe's
1: just not crushing it and snorting on the resolute desk. And you know, I think
0: you know it's so funny, man. Talking about the Hitler and the amphetamines thing. When I learned that, and this was, I did not I did not learn that. I wasn't necessarily a student of history until a little later in life. Mm-hmm. I said I am not a student in history, but I love it. Right. You know, and I guess we're all students of history, right? But uh, we are created anyway. I digress. Uh, when I learned that they had him yacked up on amphetamines, and he was staying up for days and days and days at a time, it especially having had that moment in my life where mm-hmm. you get you stay up and you get out of your mind and you, you get very paranoid mm-hmm. and all these things, it made so much more sense. People were like, "How could somebody be that evil,
1: man?" Start getting paranoid. You start getting paranoid. You
0: like paranoid. You, mean you think they're mm-hmm. out to get you, and how do? And, you, and then you also had the ability because you have the uh, military and the government at your disposal. Mm-hmm.
1: Bad things start happening to your imaginary enemies. Same thing. I heard that about Stalin. He got obviously he was super super paranoid. Yeah, and I think he was on some sort of amphetamine cocktail. That they um that that he took regularly and that his paranoia just grew and grew. That's why he killed everybody that was around him. That was very
0: well. That's what the Jap- Japanese or the kamikaze pilots are Japanese, right? Yeah, kamikaze correct. pilots. Yep. Yeah,
1: i didn't make sure what
0: Chinese Japanese. Anyway, um, they they had them all yacked up on on methamphetamine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I always heard that the also speaking of that that the uh, German soldiers were on PCP. I don't know if that's true or I just remember hearing that at one point. I've never actually researched that.
0: Well, as the older I get. And the more you go back and watch that kind of stuff, and, you know, as you go through, I never tried PCP, but it makes sense.
1: Yeah. I, get, I mean, if you, you didn't go into war, maybe you, you probably need something. I mean, some things you just hear, and you're like,
0: you know what? That that makes sense. I think that's
1: why I didn't look into it. I'm like, I don't even know if PCP was around in the 1940s. i just kind of like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, look, let's take a
0: break. When we come back, Sean got a note on his door from the city of Jackson. Y'all ain't going to believe this. Y'all ain't going to believe this. These guys... They are something else. They got trees planted in potholes, and they're worried about rental houses now. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show with Sean Garron, right here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. We're live here in the ClayEdwardShow.com studios. Until somebody else wants it to be their studio name, we'll call it the ClayEdwards.com Studios. And this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at, drumroll, how about my good friends down in Crystal Springs, Mississippi, at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. That's right. If you guys are looking for a vehicle in that ten to $20,000 range, you need some financing, or you just want to pay cash, they got you taken care of at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. I scream it every time I say this. 10 to $20,000 cars or the new cash car. They're hard to get. They're hard to get. And it'd be a good car. It's a hard market to satisfy, as I say. And they do an amazing job at uh, satisfying that market with good, dependable, pre owned, and affordable vehicles. And here's the thing maybe you're not in the market for a car. Maybe you've got one that's sitting in your driveway that, running or not, you want to get rid of. You don't feel like selling it, anything like that. You want to donate it and get the tax write-off, which can actually end up being more than what you could have sold it for. <clears throat> you can do that as long as you got the title. Call Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center, and they'll come get it out of your yard for you. Again, running or not, and you'll get the tax deduction for, for that vehicle for the up to the price they sell it for. I think they have a couple different options. There's like an immediate one, or you can wait till they sell it and then get the deduction. So check that out, man. It's really not, It's really a solid deal, especially um, if you're self-employed, you're a 1099 person. I mean, that's real, real money in your bank. So they're a 501c3. That's why they're able to do that. And look, here's the deal. All that money that they make, after paying their bills, it goes to fund Mercy House Teen Challenge, which is putting fathers back in homes and helping beat addiction. And you ain't got to look no further than... Some of the rural stuff in Rankin County and our surrounding areas and in Jackson where what happens when a father's not in the home, you know, so Mercy House Teen Challenge is your spot. Go see them this weekend. They will be open. You can go to their Facebook page or just go to the website, mercyhouseautocenter.com. All right, Sean, let's, uh, you got a note on your door this morning. Tell people what this is.
1: It's a. Uh... Of course, uh, this is now day 5,482 of my no AC problems. Hopefully, they're supposed to come today. That's what they said. So we'll see. But I go by my house to check on it every day, check my mail to make sure the house wasn't broken into and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I got a notice that said, uh, you know, courtesy notice from the city of Jackson regarding your rental property. And they have my address underneath there. And and they were talking about an ordinance that they passed that went into effect on February 1st of 2023 this year and how they want you to register any rental property with the with the city you got to, and there's a little they give you a little qr code and you scan it and you go register and and i was like okay well my house has never been a rental property ever since i've owned it for seven years and I actually i geeked out when i bought it and i did a kind of a history on who had owned the house all the way back to 1929 and i found all that stuff <laughs> that's and, cool yeah it was pretty cool and i got pictures of it at that time and they um and most of this all found if anybody ever wants to do this kind of stuff it's on newspapers.com i didn't go to the downtown or anything i I,
0: I had a subscription to that forever i used to do a throwback thursdays thing on here Mm -hmm. where i'd go find uh something from that day in history a a news story it just became kind of
1: tedious but i have been thinking about bringing that back it's i I really enjoy newspapers.com it's fun because you could you know the clarion ledger back then was almost like facebook Mm -hmm. every every little thing that was going on was announced in the clarion ledger and it was like it was like sally smith is going to go stay with her aunt for the summer It was stuff like that like real super local about each person i love going back and looking at the weekenders from the 90s oh, right i haven't done that okay In the <laughs> that 90s is... and 2000s <laughs> okay that's when i
0: was partying my most the 90s and 2000s sure. and i used to love the weekenders so we could go see who was playing somewhere mm-hmm. and um Anyway, so I like to go back and look at those, and I've got a ton of ads in them myself from my bar days. Oh, I bet. So I like yeah. going back and finding those and getting them clipped out and stuff, which I've I've about been to the end of the rainbow on that. Really, got, got it, got everything in a box, but I still like looking at it. But to, uh, back to the, the rental
1: well, house. Well, and so they, so they um. Sent me this notice and said, You got to go register. And it, it doesn't say anything about like if you don't, what's going to happen. But the implication is that you need to do this. And I'm assuming there's some sort of fine if you don't. I don't know what it is. So I called my neighbor and I said, Did you get one of these notices? And he said, Yeah, I got it too. And I guess they just sent it out to everybody, the, every house in Jackson. Yeah. Instead of looking or doing, you know, looking on a land roll and pulling out who had a homestead exemption, who didn't. I mean, just every, so I don't know. With the city of Jackson, what what makes you nervous about it is. Do I got to go down there and say, hey, this is not – bring my deed and say this is not a uh, this yeah. is not a rental property? Or am I going to get fined? Because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. That's what I found was pretty frustrating about it.
0: Well, yeah, what's frustrating about it, and I told you this off air, is who's going to enforce anything they want to start? I mean, I would fire every one of those woke diversity hires down at City Hall, and I would replace them with code enforcement and just start enforcing the codes you have on the books. And that would make a huge, drastic difference in Jackson. I rode out to my parents' house yesterday, Sean, mm-hmm. out in Brooklyn Hills. And I was just in and out in five minutes. I just had to run go grab something. But what I noticed is, <clears throat> man, south of I 20, Terry Road, Forest Hill Road area, it's like driving through a jungle. And I'm not referring to anything, I'm just saying the, the shrubbery, the trees, mm-hmm. all that stuff it is like a damn jungle. It is, or uh, Sherwood Forest or something, dude. It is insane. Nobody, no, none of the homeowners are keeping their, their yards upright. The city's not cutting trees back. It looks terrible. I said out.
1: Along, this was like ten years ago when I was working at the because DA's that's office. We code
0: enforcement. Just enforce the code that you have.
1: Just this goes exactly what you're saying. Even ten years ago, when I was going working at the DA's office and going around those neighborhoods in South Jackson, I used to tell people I was like, "This looks like a bomb went off." Mm-hmm. And this is what it looks like. It looks like a bomb just went off. There's potholes. All the houses are kind of blown out. I mean, it's horrible. What's what it, what's happened?
0: Somebody texted in, or Jim texted in on the Guns and Gear text line, says, "Tell Sean to turn the notice over and read." The front of the card.
1: Ah, he is absolutely right. If your unit has been registered or you don't own a residential unit, disregard this notice. I should have read the front of the card. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Thanks, bud. That settles that. Well, the back of the notice said it was a rental property. (laughs) He is absolutely right.
0: (laughs) It is one less thing you got to worry about. Yeah, thank God. Every now and then, it's good to be wrong.
1: (laughs) I need to read the front of the actual card.
0: (laughs) Uh, Like Every now and then, it's good to be wrong. But here's what I'm concerned. I want to know what they're doing. It's not concerned. I, it's, I'm interested. I want to know what they're doing. Because, you know, in Pearl and the surrounding areas, um, rental property, it, it, it's, it's, the, the city knows if you have a renter in your house. Mm-hmm. Like Pearl and Brandon and whatnot. Because and the, they have to do an energy cutoff and it has to go back through the city with a permit and all these things. I forget the exact particulars. Mm-hmm. But they, the city can account for every rental property. And knows what it is, and like code enforcement in those cities, make dang sure that the rental properties are being kept up.
1: Yeah, right. And then, they're, well, I guess that's what they're trying to do here now with this. Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm curious, but here's the thing.
0: I've, I I know this for a fact: two thirds or more of the property in Jackson, if you go look at the land rolls, are rentals. Are rentals? Mm-hmm. They're all owned by an LLC or something like that. I was talking to a guy that that owns a bunch of houses over there the other day, and he was well, last year. That's 4th of July, actually. Anyway, and he was kind of telling me that. He said, man, you'd be blown away. So when I say I know it for a fact, I, I, I'm taking somebody else's second-hand opinion here, second-hand information, but there was no reason to lie about it. And, you know, frankly, let's just be honest, how many homeowners really are left
1: in Jackson, I mean, especially when you get in south and west Jackson? I think I read that it's like something like 33%, something like that. It's or not, homeowners? Yeah, something yeah, so like that. It's, very, it's probably, one of the lowest homeowner cities in the country. So when I said two-thirds, I was I hit the hammer on the, yeah, the yeah, nail on the head, right, yeah
0: that's interesting, you know. And look, here's the thing. Typically speaking, um, not all all renters don't take care of their stuff. I just full disclosure. I rent my home. Mm-hmm. You know, my grass stays cut every other week. I'm not going to be the the guy in the the guy in the de sack that um that people are talking about. I refuse.
1: So uh, that's not part of your rental agreement. Mm-mm. Okay.
0: Well, what part? Like
1: like the landlord comes sends, in, and cuts
0: the grass. No. Uh-uh. So I, I take care of that. Shout out to RC Lawn Care. Anybody needs a yard cut. My boy Richard Coley.
1: He's come out and cut my yard before, actually is- years ago. Yeah, and then I think he got too busy, and then I had to get somebody else because he's 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 good. He does a really good job. Man,
0: you don't see lines in the yard. Mm-hmm. You know, people cut grass, and that looks fine to me. But you don't see a, a single mower row line. It just it's just like he came
1: over with one fell swoop, Uh it,
0: it looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, he came, I swear, I remember he came out he's come to my house twice because when I moved in there, it had to be just gutted. He actually did it. Now I remember the RC, yeah, that's him. Yeah,
0: he's good people, man. Y'all can find him on Facebook. Just go type in RC Lawn Care. Uh, highly recommend him. Since I don't have a, since we don't have an official um, sponsor for uh, for landscaping or yard maintenance around here, I don't mind dropping a free plug here and there. Oh, uh, yes, he does sponsor my podcast, but neither here nor there. <clears throat> so, all right, well, that takes care of that. Yeah, let's,
1: I'm glad uh, that text texter or caller said to turn the card over. It's actually on the front of the card here. Yeah. Um, the, when you get it and you read it, it just says that your property is a rental property regarding rental property located. And so I assumed that they were calling my house a rental property. Well, since we got a
0: couple minutes left in this segment, let's let's stay on this for a second. Mm-hmm. If Jackson, let's go back to just enforcing the codes. If Jackson would just enforce the actual codes for, for yard maintenance and lawn maintenance and you know your houses, housing and stuff. It would look a million times better immediately. Force these, force these home, these renters, or the the, the, the homeowners that are you know the landlords, to enforce the codes that are on the books. But again, with lawn maintenance, trash, cars parked in the yard, all that stuff. It'd be a huge, uh, uh, improvement from where it currently is. Especially if you just went through and started towing cars that were parked in front of houses and on the in the yards.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is the enforcement regulations on that anyway? You're not supposed to be there. They're, the cars are not supposed to be on the lawn. Not supposed to be on the lawn. Can't park in the yard. There isn't. Is there? Is there codes against your lawn? I don't think so.
0: As far as I know, well, you, you should. I think you have to keep your yard cut to a certain degree. When we used to own that business on Lynch Street, now this is commercial. We had that store on Lynch Street. If we didn't keep our grass cut,
1: the city would send somebody by cut it and add it to our tax bill. Okay. I just wonder about residentially, like if they, you know, because of course, my neighborhood, most people keep their yards up, but there's a lot of houses that don't. Mm-hmm. And everybody talks about that, like, because there's no, obviously, there's no HOA in Bell yeah. Haven, But um, I guess if the if there is a code against how high their grass is supposed to be, nobody enforces it, like you're saying. Yeah.
0: Like I say, I'd fire a bunch of those diversity hires, a bunch of those affirmative action hires down there <laughs> that only got their job because of affirmative action. They, hell, in Jackson, we need some white people hired for affirmative action. Got to get the same balanced out. But. I would fire a bunch of them. I would hire some people that go by and do code inspection. I got friends that work for, they work for the city doing just that in Jackson. But in my day, he been there forever, ever. and um, you know, But one or two people can only do so much.
1: I remember the county was doing something where they'd uh, drive around, and there was a guy that would check to see if you had an out-of-county tag. And they were collecting a lot of revenue that way. I don't know if they're doing that anymore, but they That's were doing right, that for a while.
0: They were doing that. But tr- trust me, most people in Rankin County tags ain't, ain't shacking up in Jackson.
1: Well, I'm talking about the people in Jackson that live in Jackson would go register their, if they had a relative that lived in Rankin County or Madison. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. much cheaper. Mm-hmm. And there was especially, Or those apartment complexes when somebody was from out of state and they're just living over there and they're trying to get people to convert their tags. Because, you know, your tag in Jackson is so much more expensive than it would be in Rankin County. Oh, I know. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday. I mean it's 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 way more expensive. Somebody got on me here.
0: Somebody said, "My man, if you say sack, when you mean cuddlesack, one more dang time I'm going to enroll you in Rankin County school." Uh, what? Cuddlesack, cuddlesack. Cuddlesack?
1: What is that what you said?
0: Well, he spelled it like like I was saying we're cuddling in a sack. Oh. But it culdesac. Cuddlesack. you still say it the same. cul de sac? cul de sac. with a Q. Is that how it's spelled? No. I could be wrong. I don't know. It's it's C U L D E S A C Oh that's right. That's
1: yeah. A cul de sac.
0: Man, I'm from Jackson.
1: Culdesac. de sac. I think it's cul-de-sac. de
0: sac. Okay. Cul-de-sac. Okay, you got me. I never realized I was saying it wrong.
1: Hey, look, I got for not flipping over the cards, so we both yeah. called out today. <laughs>
0: All right, grammar Nazis. Go do your Hitler meth, and uh, we'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkkaran. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show here with Sean Yurkkaran on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at U-List Realty. Hey, look, man. Uh, get over there. If you're out and about this weekend, go check out Stonebridge in Rankin County. It is one of the premier subdivisions out there being developed. Uh, <clears throat> they, they developed it a few years ago, and they kind of said a while while they were figuring out what the next phase and stuff was going to be. They've got it back up and rolling. New houses being built, starting as low as $275,000. You can go to UListMS.com. That's the letter U listms.com and check out what all they've got going on but look man Stonebridge is right over off right over off Highway 18 in Rankin County it's technically in the county so you get a little tax break there without having to give up any of the amenities of being in the city so check that out you're in the Brandon school district you're in walking distance of Stonebridge Elementary and you're in uh technically really in walking distance of Brandon High School uh, they're just both right there Stonebridge Elementary is in the neighborhood and nice wide sidewalks, the kids can safely ride their bikes to and from school. I and mean, it's that's just that's how I grew up, Sean, riding my bike to school and stuff. I, I feel like so many
1: kids today don't don't have the experience. I did too, you know, because everything's so
0: spread out now, mm-hmm. so, you know, with the way the suburbs are and and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know, with when with the school being in the neighborhood, they can actually ride their bikes to school and stuff. Like I said, the big sidewalks that is cool. That is that is something I remember for the my, all my life is riding my bike to school and. And stuff.
1: I was driving around Ring- Wingfield. I don't know seven eight years ago, and there's a ton of houses around that high school. Yeah, and that's I bet, right. You know, at one time that was safe to do that over there. You can see. I,
0: well, it's. I went to Witten, the elementary right behind there. Okay,
1: so yeah, I know and, exactly. And, what I, you and mean. I
0: just lived on the other side of Raymond Road, so the, the mm-hmm. only dangerous part of my drive was crossing raymond road mm-hmm. so yeah I man, that's where i
1: rode my bike to and okay I, that's are just, fond
0: memories that i have the rest of my life
1: i can see that i can see that from that neighborhood that was you know probably really nice at some point i had my i had my gt mock i think it was a mock one or something
0: mm-hmm. like that bike oh and, yeah uh, my buddy michael applewhite will correct me uh he knows he, he still collects like old gts and mongooses uh, and all uh, that the mong now you, now you just the triggered red, my memory okay. yeah right when you said that yeah uh, he'll let <laughs> me know if, it, if it, the GT was in fact a Mach 1 or not the
1: Mongoose I just remember being a kid and everybody I got a Mongoose that's, yeah. that's what I remember <laughs> that yeah.
0: was it was good stuff but look man if you want your kids to grow up and then be 30 years down the road talking with their buddy about the memories they have of riding their bike to school a neighborhood like Stonebridge is a great place to do it Give with Brad Burleson at UListMS.com the neighborhood uh, has amenities such as a clubhouse a community pool and a playground, amongst other things. So check them out. Again, if you get in early enough, you can have a little bit of say-so in some of the finishing touches they put on the home from the countertops to the paint and uh, I believe some of the flooring stuff too. Uh, Don't quote me on that part. But it's ulistms.com, the letter U, listms.com. Sean, you were telling me something about HB 1020.
1: Yes, they had a hearing yesterday before the uh, state Supreme Court about it when you know about there was a i believe it was an injunction that was put on it by heinz county chancery uh, court chancellor dwayne thomas and i think also i think uh, wingate right? he he put a he put a hold on it too as well if i remember that correctly anyway there was two tracks of so there's a federal track and a state track and they heard arguments on it about what they're going to do with it of course you know the state of mississippi is, is saying that they have the power to pass this law and that these judges are constitutional because in because saying the judges are constitutional and that they don't have to be elected because it equates to essentially a municipal court. And that's the kind of court that it's going to be, is like a municipal court. And the um, plaintiffs in the case are saying that this is not, in effect, a municipal court because I think one of the arguments is that you can sentence someone to state penitentiary and not just the county jail like you could with a municipal court. So there was an arguments about that. And then I think there's a argument about the constitutionality of the CCID as a whole, and those are all the things that are going on. And then I, what I noticed, um, and then I watched the news report, and Cliff Johnson, who I've known for a long time, he's a great guy, by the way. I'm, I'm not, this is not to take away from him at all, but uh, his argument was, you know, they had said to him, like, we've had appointed circuit judges in Hines County for a long time. And he said, well, just because we have done something doesn't mean we should continue to do it, just because if it was wrong, which, I mean, you know, that's fine. I agree. Yeah. But the problem I had with that, and I don't think, I think they took the appointed circuit judges. Out of that bill, there's already special appointed circuit judges in Hines County. There has been, you know, for like since the late 90s or early 2000s, as far as I know, I remember Judge Judge uh, Hilburn retired. Judge Jurger took his spot. And then I think Hilburn became a special circuit judge. And over the year, last 20, 25 years, we've had Judge Gowan was a special circuit judge. Judge Priester, there's been, and then now there's, I forget the names of the ones that are now, but there's always been a special circuit judges to help with the backlog. We've had that for like the last 20 years. Well, I felt like uh, Cliff was saying that now, you know, we shouldn't have that in Hines County, which to me is just a mistake. I mean, we obviously need it there. They need mm-hmm. it. And there's, again, they're just, they're pointed there right now. They're helping out with the docket right now. And their argument here now, I guess, is to get rid of that, is what I'm assuming, is that that was not constitutional either. And, um, which is to me just going to hurt the county. What I what really bothers me about the whole thing is that this is all over this. This is all over Capitol Police. My, I'm just going to put it like that. Yeah. To me, that's what this is about. This because I don't even think they need the CCID judge. it's a municipal court. I don't. I mean, they can get warrants there, and I get that. It might be easier for the officers to do that, but uh, but you can go to the other courts and get it too. Um, and uh, I think this is about Capitol Police. I think that's exactly what it's about the CCID. That there is just this. Issue that certain folks have with having Capitol Police patrolling segments of Jackson. Now, I guess now they can patrol the entire city, but they have secondary jurisdiction outside of the mm-hmm. complex district. Yeah, and, I, I'm with
0: you 100%. I think that the NAACP and some of the people are doing shockwaves
1: bidding for them. That's what it feels like. I mean, we're, you know, that this is not, I mean, because you're, you're willing to hurt the circuit court system that already has existing specially appointed circuit judges. And knowing that we've all known that anybody that's worked there and I worked there for a long time knows that we need them like we need them there they for the backlog. You need them there. But you're willing to get rid of that so you can have I mean, so you can make a political point. That's kind of what I feel like that's going on here. You're trying to make a political point with this. And you don't like the Capitol Police. And th- and that's what – I mean, they could just say, I bet if they made a deal, well, you could have the judges if you got rid of the Capitol Police, and then they do it. That's what it seems like to me. Right. I could be wrong, but that's what it looks like
0: to me. I want somebody to remove their fee-fees. On, 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 about making anything about race, because we've proven that uh, what seventy percent what, of Capitol Police are black anyway.
1: Clay, I was at the gas station. You know the gas station in front of Kiefer's. And just
0: tell me why you don't like Capitol Police. Take 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 your your, your feelings about race out of it and explain to me any other reason why Capitol Police is not a good idea.
1: I mean it was I was in front of the you know the gas station in front of kefers that it's a fast mm-hmm. lane sometimes it goes to Amico. that's my gas station close to my house, I always going there every day. Yeah. Capitol Police had like four guys outlined there, and they were all black officers and Capitol Police pulling stuff out of these guys' trunk, you know, and doing whatever they were doing with it. So I mean it's I don't I don't know what the argument is. It's Chokeway doesn't have control of them and that's what he wants, or they're doing their job. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying JPD was I think JPD was doing their job. I don't think it's their fault at all what's going on. But uh, Capitol Police is doing their job. Like they've actually made a huge impact in that neighborhood. Chalkway can't and, make
0: a phone call when they pull over one of his dope boy go. buddies. Yep. I'll
1: say it. That's it. You say it. Yeah. You know, yep.
0: Chalkway. These guys. I get so many cops to tell me, man. I had mm-hmm. somebody pulled over. They called Chalkway on the spot. Mm-hmm. He said,
1: "Let them go." See, I mean, and that, and that's what this has to do. This is not about judges. It's about the police. That's, I mean, that's my opinion, but that's what I that's what I think because we've had these specially appointed circuit judges in Heinz County for a very long time they've been very beneficial to the docket I'm saying that as someone that worked there for a long time that you know was in front of them sometimes and they, you know, a lot of them transitioned into elected positions. Judge Gowan, who I was in this courtroom for many years, and he's a, consider him a good friend of mine. He was especially specially appointed circuit judge, and then he became circuit judge, got elected, did a great job. So, I mean, where this, is, this whole thing is just absurd to me. Let's do that. I got a little article,
0: I got a little uh, thing on WLBT pulled up here uh, talking about this, and it says Mississippi Supreme Court hears oral arguments in the HB 1020 thing. This is two minutes long. It'll take us to our break, and we'll come back and uh, talk about it.
3: Supreme Court justices on the challenge to House Bill 1020. The case claims aspects of the law are unconstitutional, but this appeal is the last stop for the state court case. Mississippi Constitution forbids the judicial appointments
1: demanded by HB 1020 and permitted by Mississippi Code section 91105.2. We have elected our circuit court judges in Mississippi for over 100 years.
3: Cliff Johnson is one of the attorneys for the plaintiffs and argued before the justices that appointing judges is only constitutional if they're replacing a judge who can no longer serve. The state argues such appointments have been done for years without challenge.
1: I think the core constitutional question before this court is whether the legislature may equip the courts of our state with the tools needed for the administration of criminal justice. That's the core question. I think the answer has to be yes.
3: It's not just 1020 at issue. Plaintiffs are challenging an existing state law that allows for judicial appointments.
1: We recognize that you know in Mississippi, just because we've done something for a long time, certainly doesn't make it right.
3: Then there's the issue of the creation of a separate court system within the capital city. Johnson argues it's not a legitimate inferior court under the state constitution. Justices interrupted the arguments to ask questions on several occasions. Ultimately,
1: this really boils down to, I think, a policy disagreement, a dislike of the way this particular policy has been deployed in this case. Um, But that's surely not a constitutional problem. Uh, especially when you kind of view it through the reasonable doubt standard.
3: Well, I hope people understand that our argument not, is not that we shouldn't help courts or we can't help courts. All we're saying is there are a lot of things we could do, fund the crime lab, hire medical examiners, use these subordinate judges, but House Bill 1020 and 9 they are not among those legal options. Now, if this sub- appeal is successful, the judicial appointments wouldn't happen and the CCID court wouldn't be created. Otherwise, the only way to stop the law is through a separate federal court case that's still pending. All
0: right, we're going to take a break real quick. At, at MEA, we encourage... We're going to take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back, right back right back to discuss. All right, welcome back in. As we close out the first hour here on the Clay Edwards Show, just want to remind you guys if uh, you need any food, beer, liquor delivered to your house this weekend... Uh, Take a break deliveries, locally owned, veteran owned food and alcohol delivery service. Go to TakeABreakDeliveries.com or download the app Take a Break Delivery from your app store of choice. If it's your first time using it, promo code all caps Clay six zero one, and they'll get your food out to you and get you a five dollar discount on your delivery fee. And uh, they send discount codes out every day, so it won't be the last discount. Last discount you get, I promise. Such great sponsors of ours are on there, like take a, um, like the Big Salad over in Flowood and Acme Pizza and Dacqueries, also over there on the Reservoir. Um, so you can support two to three of our sponsors in one fell swoop when you use Take a Break Deliveries for big for the Big Salad and for Acme Pizza and Dacqueries, Which I'll tell you more about them before we get out of the show today, Sean. Uh, well, after watching that, we only got like thirty seconds left. But after watching that, it, it did painted a better picture for me for what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I still think the, we need the courts and the judges and all that. And Jackson is a special exception because of just how bad a condition it has gotten itself into.
1: You know, the uh, one thing is, I forgot to mention, two years ago, they I think it was about two years, they appointed all these special circuit judges, like three or four of them, I can't remember. Why didn't they bring this lawsuit then? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, that's like, why didn't they bring it then? Well, because it wasn't HB 1020, it wasn't Capitol Police. Capitol Police was not involved. That's what, All that's right. why I need to do it. We'll see y'all in
0: seven minutes. Welcome back in. It's hour two of the most incendiary show on the radio, the free range human show of choice and your daily dose of reality radio. You may not agree with any of that, but you got to admit that this is in fact reality radio. We talk about what's real. We talk about things other people want and, uh, we also do it from a left and a right perspective when Sean's in the studio with us. And it's, uh, it's almost scary how much we, we agree on, especially local politics. Um, so we appreciate having Sean in here, Sean Yurkron in here, especially with his experience in the DA's office. I, I just think it brings something to the table when we're talking about 1020 and stuff of this nature that um, I don't think other people have the, have the ability to bring you like we do. Here at WYAB. So much appreciation. Uh, much thanks to Sean for getting up and coming and doing this with us. This segment, real quick, is going to be brought to you by our... Let's just tell you what, what's for lunch everywhere real quick. If you're in Madison County, The Gathering, corner of Highway 22 and 463, it's phenomenal out there. Little town of Livingston, The Gathering Restaurant. You know what it is. It's a blue plate in Mississippi. It's Friday. It's catfish. Fried catfish. Of course, they have the full menu available Of other items, so if catfish ain't your thing, I do understand. Man, that's crispy hard fried, too, the way I like it. You you can pick the whole piece up without it breaking in half. So good. You get a couple sides to choose from, a sweet tea. Get out there, try them today. The Gathering Restaurant at the Town of Livingston, today's lunch special, is fried catfish. Of course, they have fried chicken on the menu as well, if you prefer chicken. Also, Rankin County, the big salad. Man, I'm seeing them all over the internet. People are posting pictures of their Big Salad orders, and they're now available on Take a Break Deliveries. So if you're in Rankin County, you want a salad, you want a sub, you want a wrap, you want a smoothie, you want soup, they got that broccoli and cheddar and loaded potato. Get your order today at the Big Salad. You can check their menu out on TakeABreakDeliveries.com and just click the Big Salad, or you can go to TheBigSalad.com if you just want to place a pickup order. Check them out. The Boog Salad, located right there in Dogwood at Flowwood or at Dogwood in Flowwood, should I say. All right. And, of course, take a break. Deliveries can deliver your lunch wherever you want it from any place that you want it today as well. All right, Sean. This HB1020 stuff, let's roll with it. Yeah, I mean. mean, You ended on a really, really strong note that I didn't want to step away from. mm -hmm. This really boils down to – you brought up a situation from a couple years ago. i tell you what, you set it up.
1: Yeah, well, at the break, y'all, we were talking about this, and, and I remembered, of course, that they had a point. I thought it was two years ago. It wasn't. It was last September. On September 22nd, Chief Justice Randolph appointed four judges, special judges, to assist the Heinz County Circuit Court, and that was Andy Howorth, Betty Sanders, Steve Simpson, and Frank Voller, who are all former circuit court judges. And in, the, in this article in WLBT, and anybody could look this up, it says that the city and Hines County circuit court judges, the current ones, the district attorney's office, the public defender's office, have all come together with AOC, that's the administrative office of courts, to agree on an action plan. And this is something they all wanted. And it was a good thing. I would have done the same thing if I was there. I would have said, yes, we need these judges. This is in September of 2022. Everybody's okay with getting four more specially appointed circuit judges. Then fast forward to this legislative session, and all of a sudden, it's not good. And – you know, riddle me that one. I don't know how that's and how that's not good now, but just less than a year ago, it's all cool. Like, we're cool. We want these judges. And I can understand. I've worked there for a long time. I know why you need those judges. And I would have done the same thing, decision they made in September. I would have agreed to it and said, yeah, give me more judges if I was a DA or the head public defender. But um, now it's not cool <laughs> all of a sudden. And I, I just, I well, don't get that.
0: I mean, look, I th- we agree on this. It's all to do with Capitol Police. The mm-hmm. city of Jackson Got embarrassed by the state with this whole with the with the initiation with with the Capitol Police coming about and the reasons why they came about because the city was lawless and out of control sure. and the adults had to get step back into the room right. and, and and they they wanted the money so they can continue their what I consider political reparations tour mm-hmm. uh, anybody that does business with Chakwa if you kiss the ring enough and you check off some of the right boxes you're going to get one of these contracts they're going to spend money with you. Look no further than the dumpster contract nonsense and a, a bazillion others that we could trace
1: it back to. The Siemens lawsuit? Do we, I mean, we don't even know yeah. what happened to that money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just yet another thing.
0: These folks ain't good with money. <laughs> well, not, well, let me rephrase that. They're not good with
1: doing with the money what they're supposed to be doing with it. Yeah, I mean, and this is um, – I mean, again, like I said, y'all, it's a, less than a year. Everybody was good with this, and now we're not good with it boils my blood the most about it because i live over there in my neighborhood i do i love my neighborhood it's a great place to live but i mean these are people's lives on the line we're not this is not just some you know public policy theory we're talking about a flat tax yeah. or whatever like we're, we're people's lives are on the line like people were getting you know all over jackson are completely subjected to brutal crime violent crime uh and i'm going to speak specifically my neighborhood there were several carjackings one person that di- driver we talked about wednesday was murdered i mean it's it's, it's people's we're dealing with people's lives and what you're doing is making a political point here and that's just for the sake of politics there's no public reason for the benefit of the public that you're doing this and yep. that's what makes me really really mad because you know it's like i live there too but you know i know all my neighbors and you're putting their lives on the line to make a political point and that's just wrong so you you were
0: telling me something off air that you would watch something last night whatever when this old black man was telling this white guy
1: just we i thank you but please quit helping us Yeah, I mean, I think there's just right. He was saying, yeah, he was saying, you know, white liberals stop helping us. I think there's just, I guess that kind of goes like, why are sometimes you're doing things that are detrimental because you think it's like, again, you're proving a political point, but when you're dealing with real life, like police. I mean, this is the most basic things government do. We can argue all day about, you know, LGBT issues and taxes and foreign Ukraine and all that stuff, but when you boil down to, I mean, things like police powers. Garbage pickup, water—these are the basic things that we all need to survive and move forward and live in our communities. We're not talking about those big national issues that we deal with. That really, I mean, they have effects. They affect us all, but they don't affect us like: Are you going to get shot in your neighborhood? You know, are is your trash going to get? Can you is the water safe to drink? Like, it just, those are issues that impact us on a daily basis. That's why they always say, you know, follow local politics more than you do national, because local is what's going to impact you the most, more than, you know, somebody's uh, policy, again, on, on LGBT issues. Yeah, you might get triggered or upset by that, but it's not necessarily going to impact you personally on a day to day basis the way the management of the water plant would, or whether your trash gets picked up, or more importantly, whether you get shot in your driveway. And so I think that's, that's what, you know, that's what that interview was talking about.
0: I want to ask you a question and it's political, but it's not to be like a gotcha moment or nothing like that. It's a serious, serious question here. After the last six, seven years in Jackson and you see how the suburbs are run locally, does it, do you, do you believe that for whatever reason, that too many, too many local Democrat politicians are trying to do what's fancy, what's popular nationally, where maybe maybe our real our
1: communities should be ran more conservative. I think that's true to a certain extent. I don't know though, but I was having this debate with someone the other day do they other can, than can democrats run a community locally I mean, anymore the, well when you think about it like what's the policy the, the national democratic policy that the city has the only thing i can think is it, there was parts of the democratic party that were anti-police we all saw that during 2020 i think but, be, that being the key right i mean i mean but it wasn't that wasn't the and that wasn't everything on race sure but that wasn't the main policy i mean even president Biden biden said this defund the police thing is crazy i mean i think there was segments of the far left that were all down with that but i think the the, yeah, well well
0: and one one of those one of those members
1: of that segment is the mayor of Jackson Mississippi. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He is, right? He is for sure. I don't like but I don't think the I don't think that's a policy of the National Democratic Party. But other than so you take that far left segment out, what other democratic policy are they in using? I don't think they're using any policy or, except I, for stupidity identity I mean, politics yeah, blaming they everything do everything on race. Well, yeah, I mean but again, I would go that's another that's another far left segment of the party, right? Well, you know, no, that's a little bit. I well, no, ain't far left. That's that's coming the the, the 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 vice president and the
0: Supreme Court justice for both diversity hires. I mean, stay however you want affirmative action hires however you want. We were told there's going to be a black woman. That's fair. That's fair. Both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. That's got. fair. Yeah. I mean, I mean well, that's fair. And, and take their ability out of it. I'm just strictly mm. saying we were told that's what we were going to get. Yeah, you're right about that's that. What we yeah. got.
1: No, I don't I disagree. Yeah. I mean, he did. They did say that. Now, I think they're both po- extremely qualified. That's not, but that was. We can disagree
0: on that, but that's for the point of the conversation. Yeah, they're, right, they're, what you're
1: saying there. But I mean, okay, so you're saying identity politics and the police. And, but I mean, is there what other policy does Chokeway, I mean, does he even know what the policies of the Democratic Party are? I don't know that he does. I mean, I don't know, I, like, he, what does he specifically enact that is a national Democratic Party policy? And I don't know that he, that the, he does anything, really. These
0: two feel like the two biggest things, in my opinion, that hold Jackson back.
1: Well, to me, it's specifically the police, but I don't – and again, I, that's not a, that's not the, the policy of the Democratic Party. That's a far-left lunatics that are saying that, the sure. defund the police thing. That's but not – the President of the United States has specifically said time and again that this is ridiculous. Defund the police is ridiculous.
0: In Jackson, Mississippi, I firmly believe if you would just hire and promote people on merit and be pro-police, 90 percent of the problems would go away. I don't, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a... Because in businesses if want to open back up here, when,
1: when money feels safe, uh, competency. Sure. Look at the water plant. I just, I don't know if it's necessarily like political parties, like conservative, like uh, government's running something better and i'm talking about in terms of local politics, and uh, local governments i think it's us versus them mentality in jackson that's because there's other cities that are democrat run that are doing way better than we are mm-hmm. like this city in particular is not because there is just this i just feel like it's this us versus them mentality that they're just then they're that they're that they're using and that's how they govern or that's how Jokeway yeah. governs
0: well and it's it's also there's this thing to your point uh Brad Franklin and them sell the t shirts say Jackson versus everybody mm-hmm. and my mind has always been Jackson versus Jackson you're not it ain't Jackson versus everybody it's Jackson versus itself let's yeah. say, let's take a call got, sure. G, got Jerry on the line okay. I want to hear what he has to say hey Jerry hey
2: man how are y'all doing hey Good. what's up hey um just a quick question yeah you know, I'll answer a comment George Flags in Vicksburg is a Democrat yeah and I would vote for him. That man runs the city well. He supports the police. He supports businesses. He's pro-Vicksburg, all of Vicksburg, not not just a segment of Vicksburg. Uh, so I, I fully believe that you can but have a Democrat, but I'm not sure. I think he considers himself an American and a Vicksburg citizen first.
0: I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I mean, I, I know he's done some good things, but he did a lot of really, really stupid stuff during COVID that I can't come back from. No.
2: Oh, you talking about flags? I didn't know that. Yeah. That I mean a, He
0: he put a curfew on his entire city, made people oh, wear a
1: mask really. for a long time. Never I, mind. I can't come
0: back
2: from that. You. Well no, never mind. To what Jerry said
1: though, flags yes, actually flags. met with Trump, yep. if you recall he that. Did. Because he was he, he's pro, like I think Jerry just said, pro-Vicksburg. Right. And that's why I always think that local politics is just different than national politics, where it's you, you have to worry about your city. Yeah. And flags, I think, to me, is an example of doing that. Now, when you're talking about COVID, every mayor made COVID decisions that were wrong. I mean, we well, have I, to agree on that. I got right? business, I mean, I got it's business not just, owner
0: friends in Vicksburg who hate flags.
1: I'm sure, but I'm sure you every know, American okay. city's got certain mayors, what they did, they don't like those policies, I mean, because a lot of well, things are going be wrong. he's the
2: closest thing to a Democrat I could vote for. Let's the, put it that way. He's the best of the worst. Uh, and, and, but going, Sean, you were talking about uh, Tita, John, John Brown or whatever, and so do Maura and Kagan being immensely qualified. Oh, we were talking what about uh,
1: Justice Jackson and, um, and the vice president. What
2: qualifies her?
1: I mean they've all had the same qualifications of any Supreme Court justice. I think they're all Ivy League educated, been I mean that's the same thing. Okay. So I
2: just so basically
1: I don't think anybody's saying she's you you're saying justice, justice Jackson League is un Ivy League. Well, I mean that's apparently every exactly. Supreme Court justice has gone to an Ivy League school. I don't think what is the what do you say is different between Justice Jackson and the rest of the Supreme Court? Justices. Well,
2: uh, probably her opinions, if you've ever read any of them, when she was at a circuit court uh, and, a, and the Ivy League education. If you watched any of these uh, uh, hearings when they were putting people up for the federal bench, and you had people who were judges who went to these Ivy League schools who were trying to be appointed to lifetime federal bench appointments to, to put them in the pool to become Supreme Court justices, couldn't even answer a simple question about the Constitution. It's embarrassing. And guess what? They're appointed. And then they'll come up and they'll be, oh, they're immensely qualified because they're a black, Latina, transgender. We need the first transgender, Latina, black man slash woman. And that's a qualification. It's not that they're actually, and then you have someone who's immensely qualified intellectually and every other way, and they want to impeach them. Because why? Because they don't fit the agenda. So it's not qualifications. It's um, I I don't know representation of a of a policy that they want. Uh, have you did you read Sotomayor's um, dissent on the Harvard Law School thing? And 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 just actually read it.
1: Yeah, I actually did read it.
2: And do you think that is qualified to be a Supreme Court justice?
1: I think saying someone's opinion that's different from yours... Is not a disqualifier. So now, this I mean, is a
2: legal. This is a legal opinion.
1: Right. I mean, that's it a different.
2: Actually, backed up in law, and she did none of
1: that. The the court has had different opinions regarding affirmative action. We discussed last uh, last uh, show, Jerry, that have been different okay. than yours over the years. Just like their row opinion is probably different than what you feel about Dobbs. I mean, I think just because someone has a different legal opinion <laughs> than you doesn't make them unqualified to serve on the bench. Well,
2: well let's let's say so you caught it up. Roe opinion was not factual in law for the Constitution either. The Dobbs decision was. Were all didn't those say justices? Anything.
1: Were all those justices that decide decided Roe like Harry Blackman, Warren Burger? Were they not qualified to serve on the Supreme Court just because their opinion I, was I wrong? Think,
2: I think I think that they were. I think they are no more qualified to sit on the Supreme Court than me.
1: Okay, because, I okay, the,
2: not, okay. because I can read. Because I Because <laughs> I can read the. If you come up with that opinion like Sotomayor did on this Harper deal. <laughs> then you are not looking at the law or the Constitution. Yeah, hey, Jerry. You can laugh all you want to, but I can read. Jerry. And I can read what the Constitution says, and I can tell you that based on the 14th Amendment, they were wrong. Yeah, hey, Jerry, the, uh, affirmative
0: action. got to take a break, brother. Great call. Thank you, man. Right, Have a good weekend. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. I knew that would be good. We'll be right back <laughs> with Sean Yerkron here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. It's the Clay Edwards Show, free for all Friday. It's living up to its name. We'll be right back with more. Welcome to the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Guns & Gear. Get out there and see the team at Guns & Gear this weekend for all of your firearm and ammunition Needs, but hey man, there's so much more than just a gun store. They can take care of all your coating needs and gunsmithing needs as well. They're the home of no limit ammo. They got a ton of great accessories out there and just a staff that knows what they're doing. And look, if you follow them on Facebook, you're going to, if you're not following them on Facebook, you're going to miss out on some spectacular deals of the day. So go follow them on Facebook too. Guns in gear is all you got to type in, just like Guns and Roses, but Guns in gear. And get out there see them, located right there on 51 in Gluckstadt, right next to the uh, all-new booze, smokehouse, barbecue location. They're on 51. And I tell them that Clay Edwards sent you. You can shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. All right, Sean, Mm -hmm. uh, following up on Jerry's call there about the Supreme Court and people that he disagrees with basically not being qualified. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, but we can go back and forth on that. I, I, Him and I both think the same people should not be on there. I don't know that it's necessarily just because I disagree with them. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I think that goes, and like I said, it's ebbs and flows. Yeah. I think that – Um, it. I told you all fair. One thing I've always respected about Kim uh, – well, Kim Wade dropped this nugget one day, and it really stuck. Mm-hmm. He said one thing about Democrats that you have to respect is when they're in control – and we'll use the Supreme Court as an example – when they're in control – they make generational juggernaut changes. I mean, they go for it all, whether it's Supreme Court, whether it's the House, the Congress, I mean House, Senate, whatever. Presidency. They go for generational changes. Republicans, a lot of time, just go along to get along. Let's just let's just be the let's be the brakes to the let's be the brakes to the Democrats' gas. You know? Mm-hmm. We're never the gas. This Supreme Court. Has been – since Trump got those people, those appointees in there, it has been all gas, no breaks, generational changes. But you know inevitably
1: it's going to flip. Yeah, and that's a – we were discussing at the break too. I mean, I know Jerry thinks that because you know, he doesn't agree with them that they're not qualified. And there's a lot – you know what? Who also says that argument is liberals right now think that this is illegitimate court because it's done things that they don't agree with. Well, I mean – I don't how to take that position because I know the history of the court. The court has, like you said, ebbed and flowed. The Warren Court during the nineteen fifties and sixties did generational changes in our law, starting with Brown versus Board of Education, which we all case we all know. Then there was case Loving versus Virginia, which was interracial marriage. Griswold versus Connecticut, which created the right to privacy. Miranda versus Arizona. Everyone's heard about that. That's why you get read your Miranda rights. Is that
0: why they're called Miranda rights? Yeah, Miranda versus Arizona, that's know. the
1: case. That's the Warren Court case. Then um, there's another case called Gideon versus Wainwright, which is the right to counsel for indigent defendants. It means you get a lawyer no matter if you have any money or not. And then it culminated. You know, Earl Warren was off the court by the time uh, Roe came out, and uh, Warren Burger was on the court, and Harry Blackman actually wrote that opinion. But it culminated in a in a, almost a twenty year span of liberal decisions. The court tacked left for a long long time. Now the court is tacking very right. It's going to the right. And this is what to me the court does. Like in 20 years, it'll it'll go the other direction. And this is just the way our system is set up. And you know, one half the public's going to like it for a while, the other half is not going to like it, and it's going to flip. And that's just why I don't I try not to base my opinions on the way political winds are blowing. You know, there was a big push I think for a while about let's get rid of the electoral college. Because smaller states are getting too much representation, and I always felt that was an error. Because you're basing it on current political wins. people might not know this, but I guess less than like, around 30 years ago, California was a Republican stronghold. George W. I mean George H. W. Bush won California in 1988. I think Bill Clinton was one. I, I think they went Democrat at one point before that, but Bill Clinton was the first Democrat in the modern era, I believe, to win California. I could be wrong about that, but. It was a Republican. Ronald Reagan was governor of California.
2: But, you know, I mean, it was it was at, a, it look, was look, Richard Florida. Nixon
1: was from California. I mean, it just it was a very conservative state for a long time.
0: Florida went from being very purple to very red.
1: Mm-hmm. Now it's very very red. This is the yeah. way Ohio was a swing state for the longest time. Now that's become red. And coming and I mean, out
0: coming out of COVID, <clears throat> blue got blue or red got redder. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, like the and a lot of the money. You know, over a hundred billion dollars in wealth transferred to the South during COVID. Is that what it is? Over $100 billion people. The people that moved wow. from, from 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 northern and western, from Democrat strongholds because of COVID stuff, that moved to the south, particularly North Carolina, South Carolina,
1: Tennessee, and Florida. And that happened on the west coast. I know that Utah took in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They started, they rebranded it the Silicon Slopes. Yep. That's so how many people they were getting over there. And of course, Texas, we all know about the migration to Texas. Yeah.
0: But. And, to, and, and just to your point, that things... Things can change. States, demographics can change. Can change. Political yeah, opinions change. I, I'm with you on – I mean, as long as it's not – the system ain't being gamed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 100% with you on the, the electoral college thing needs to stay input. you know, because smaller states do need representation.
1: Yeah, I mean, those people in the uh, late 18th century kind of had a pretty good idea what they were doing is the way I always look at it. And they um they set our system up the way they set it up. And it just – in making changes based on current the climate, it's just – to me, it's always been a bad idea. And, and um, but because it's because it's going to tell you what it's going to change and I don't know what direction it's going to go, but it's going to change at some point in time. I know one place that I ain't. What place? Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's I mean, it, well, it may, the volcano might come back, right, and just take over the city. You yeah, Somebody me. wrote on, I think it was one of your Facebook posts, like, well, maybe it'd be a good thing. Uh, I could wipe everything out, then it could be nice again. <laughs> just yeah. couldn't stop just laughing. Start I over. That. Fresh
0: start here. Try to grow some grass on top of uh, frozen molten lava. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, man, I got some tickets I need to give away to this rodeo. Um, I'm gonna. I don't like doing phone call stuff, so let's do this. The first two people that email, I'll tell you what. The, the, yeah, let's just email because I need your contact info. The first two people that email me, Clay at wyab. dot com. They're yours. We're just gonna keep it simple. The Rodeos, Keith Kilbrew Memorial. My tickets are for Friday, July twenty eighth. That's Clay Edwards' night there. Apparently. Uh, Chapel hard to be playing. And these are to sit up on the chutes and uh, see the action uh, from as good of a seat as you're going to get. Two tickets for t- for two people. So first two people that email me, Clay at W-Y-A-B dot com. They're yours. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. Let's go back to some national stuff, Sean. I want to talk about this Trump-DeSantis LGBTQ battle. I think uh, you did a lot of great prep on that. I want to talk about it. Sure. Maybe also I'd like to hit... Uh, Twitter is suing meta
1: over copyright infringement on this new Threads platform. That cage match just got a lot more interesting. It did, man. <laughs> you know, for, for
0: us like social media nerds, this Threads versus Twitter thing is really interesting. It is. And, uh, I want to talk about it. Did you sign up for it? Yeah, I did. I did, Last too. We'll, we'll, we'll nitpick it, too, because I don't know that I like it yet.
1: Right. It's just like Instagram, but kind of... Without looks, pictures. That's what it really looks like yeah. to me. That's it what is. I thought.
0: It doesn't have any of the usability of Twitter. Mm-mm. as far as I know. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto, right there on Highway 49 South in Florence. Man, Justin and his team, I told you all the story last week. We took my girlfriend's car over there to get something done on it. I thought we were just going to get uh, get get it figured out, get it diagnosed, and then we're going to have to schedule another appointment to bring it back the next day. I already kind of built it into my schedule to have to, Drop a car back off over there. And he said, no, we're going to have you in and out of here in less than an hour-ish. It wasn't a promise. You know, and maybe they don't extend that to absolutely everybody. But if it's something they can knock out pretty quick. My point being, it was quick and it was right. She, uh, she drove up to Tennessee with, uh, with, with, uh, with her car taken care of. Made it back. No problems. So uh, that's always a good thing. And A1 Auto took care of it for me. Reasonable price. And again, quality and timely service you can that's all you can ask for you can afford to do it it's done right and it didn't take a long time when we're talking about getting stuff done on your car those are the key ingredients to uh making clay a happy customer and a1 gear and auto did that but hey look what they specialize in is your ring and pinion your gears all that stuff that makes your car go your truck go if you're having any problems you hear a roaring you feel some slack in your rear end any of that Get over there and let them diagnose that thing, man. Get it checked out for you. But look, they're a full-service mechanic shop, too. So if you got a check engine light on, let them diagnose that. You ain't blowing cold. You ain't got to wonder if your air is working or not right now. It either is or it isn't. So uh, get over there. Let them check your air conditioning out. And, uh, again, they can take care of anything. The only thing they don't do is diesel mechanic, uh, diesel engine repair. Now if your diesel truck needs some work on the rear end, needs brakes, any of that stuff, they got you. By the way, they do brakes on everything too. So, again, full service. The only thing they don't do is diesel engine repair. I can uh, recommend several other good diesel engine mechanics for you if you need a diesel mechanic. Just holler at your boy. I think we've got an advertiser on this station. I heard Kim Wade talking about it yesterday, but uh, neither here nor there. A1 Gear and Auto, located right there, 49 South in Florence. Justin and his boys will get you taken care of. I need to get them a new stack of clay, which shows stickers too. I've been slacking. Uh, Real quick, winners of the contest. I'm doing this in live time. I have not even told them yet that they've won, so they're about to hear it here live. Uh, Let's see. Winner number one is Chris Knight. Chris with a K. Chris, you got two tickets to see uh, Chapel Heart and the, the rodeo. You'll be sitting there with me. And winner number two, Jace Powell. Jace. I know Jace. He but uh he, he shot in the second email. Everybody else, I got your numbers on file here. Just keep trying. We'll get you. I promise. I got twenty I think I got I got a lot of tickets to give away. So y'all y'all just stay listening and if you if you don't win, please still go and uh partake. But that's uh the Keith Kilbrew Memorial Rodeo Friday, july twenty eighth and july twenty ninth at the Mississippi Coliseum. Um with Chapel Heart plan that Friday night. It's going to be a heck of a time. I'm excited. All right, you can buy tickets at KillabrewRodeo.com, KillabrewRodeo.com, or Ardenland.net. All right, Sean, you put forth some some cool uh, show prep last night. I, I, you did yep. great. You
1: did great here by Thanks, the way. Thanks, I appreciate it.
0: You really did. Um, so Trump and DeSantis are apparently going to see who's the least gay.
1: That's what, that's, you know, that's the best way I heard it put. That's really what it is.
0: They're they're at war to prove who is the least gay.
1: Yeah. That's what it seems like to me.
0: You know, DeSantis did this attack ad, which I'm going to tell you something. I I read your, I read the article you sent Mm -hmm. from one of them that says, man, somebody needs to tell DeSantis people to shut up. Stop. Fire everybody. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. We ain't got no problem with gay folks on this show. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with. The, the 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 lgbtq agenda people the the trans agenda people that's where my problem lies that ad came across I can't believe I'm saying this it must be bad if I'm saying this it came
1: across very homophobic it did
0: it, I mean it was I can horrible. sit back there and say man it was
1: cringe it, it was very cringy it, it actually made Trump look good it's so funny I sent it to my sister last night who's also uh, also a liberal and she said I think I almost like Trump now. Like, you know, like, this is ridiculous, what this guy's sending out. Yeah. And um, and you could you, know, you could see um, and It
0: had, like, this Top Gun kind of vibe. It was a and really... And there was, like,
1: half-naked guys in it, and I don't know what that was about. It was, like, you made a point. You said it was almost like a rave video or something. With the music, and there was yeah. lightning shooting out of his eyes. And somebody told me that was a... I don't even know what the, some That's of the listeners may know. Giga Chad, is that what it's called? Yeah, the red eye thing is, like, a meme. It's a meme. Okay. But,
0: yeah, Giga Chad, maybe. But it... <clears throat> I don't like it. And then, of course, Trump should have just took the W and said, yeah, man, we're friendly. We're, we're, we're inclusive. Everybody's
1: welcome over here. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gay. Yeah. He's well, then he came out. I think I sent it to you when I was out of town this weekend. He said, I'll uh, I'll ban all transition care. It's what like he said out some kind of uh, or he was speaking to some group. I can't remember. Maybe it was Monster Liberty or whatever. But he uh, he tried to he tried to go even further. Right. And I'm like, Trump, you don't really need to do that. You're still Trump you can yeah. be Donald Trump and I mean, because even like here if you I was I put this tweet in our notes and this is from May 31st 2019 and Donald Trump says as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognizing the outstanding contributions of LGBT people have made to our great nation let's also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish in prison or even execute individuals on the basis of their sexual orientation my administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality invite all nations to join us in this effort so I mean and there's a picture I got above that of Donald Trump holding an LGBT pride flag the LGBT for Trump and he's got a also a a um, and this is all in the DeSantis ad by the way that's where yeah. I found it uh, LGBTQ for Trump t-shirts at the Trump pent store. For sale at that point. So, I mean, he wasn't anti LGBT before this. That's I mean. He just no, wasn't.
0: I mean, again, now I will say this banning transition care is not the same thing as being anti LGBT. No, care. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I
1: think you're not, minors, right? I think we agree yeah. on that, yeah. sure. But uh, the, um, but I mean, Trump was definitely not going hard right on the whole and the, the entire community. I guess that's the best way to put it. And DeSantis is just like, uh, this is where I'm at. And you said so funny, so I was listening to a uh, podcast this morning, and it was a um, Democratic couple that lives in Florida, and they said they love Ron DeSantis love him and people are like how do you love him they're like he did a great job in the state of florida and this is funny because the same thing i heard from my friends when i go home in miami they're all democrats in there they're like we love him but we voted for him this is last fall we think he did a wonderful job during COVID. he's you know kept the state moving economically like well what don't you like about him this ridiculous stuff he does with you know going super anti-woke and anti-lgbt so i don't know why Desantis feels like i guess he's trying to capture that part of the vote but he's also got so many he's got he's actually has good qualifications to run for president just based on his record things that yeah. he's done that i don't know why he's picking this i guess he's, he's got like i got to pick out these people that'll vote for me to beat trump that may be a strategy
0: maybe because i don't i don't know how all the anti-woke stuff plays nationally i mean to a to a broad audience i know it's a national topic sure. but to a broad audience i don't know how, like i, I my girlfriend hates when I use her as an example for stuff, but I just look at her as kind of like a normie, right? You know, just somebody who she just works every day, she pays her bills. Just she ain't plugged into the far reaches of political internet drama.
1: She's not reading about Ben and Jerry's like we were last night. No, no.
0: Exactly. I mean, she's <laughs> she's not really taking taking part in too many boycotts and this that and the other. Like you know, she's like, what, why why aren't we eating Chick fil A? You know. Yeah. And I have to assume that that's the overwhelming majority of people. I think so. I think so. You know, so and so does this this woke. Stuff, but even she said, "Why is DeSantis picking a fight with Disney?" Mm-hmm. And I had to explain, you know, because they're a bunch of rainbow supremacists, and I agree with him on this one. But that aside, I think a lot of people don't don't know what anti woke is.
1: I agree. I don't. I think it's going to play. If this this ad is gonna, would, would really hurt him in a general election. This ad just itself. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's, I think that's bad for him. But I think they're, this is kind of maybe one of the Hail if, Marys.
0: Even if you're like, say, say you're, say you're the gays against groomers people. Mm-hmm. This ass still has to offend you.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like that group, the log cabin Republicans went crazy about it. Yeah. If you're just, that, if you're just gay, just regular old gay, this ad I would find it offensive. And they, um, you've got to go where so we have to talk about, I think you and, Kim Wade and I were texting the other day talking about you shouldn't – your political preference shouldn't be based on race. We were talking about in terms of race. Mm-hmm. But also think about all the like LGBT people that are Republicans that are actually – support that don't support the democratic agenda, that are not liberals in that sense. But they're actual Republicans. I mean because they're not – they don't base – their sexuality doesn't necessarily mean – that's their political preference. They may be fiscal conservatives, or whatever, or whatever the you know, case may be. So, I mean, how does that affect those groups of people? You know,
0: I I I'll work on this. I have a buddy of mine He's kind of famous in in a uh, social media social media famous mm-hmm. name's conservative ant. He's out of Florida. He uh he he's a huge Trump guy. He's also a huge DeSantis guy, and he's gay as the. He's very openly gay. Okay. You know, and uh, gets invited to a bunch of big events. He's been to Mar-a-Lago, all that stuff. You know, I, I'd be real curious as a because he moved to Florida during everything because of DeSantis. I would be real curious to see where he stands on this because I think he's the guy we're talking about. That would be cool, yeah. You, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll text him, and I don't think I'm gonna have time today to get to get him on the phone, but I'll follow back up with this next week because I, I think it's a curious point. Yeah, how does it affect them? Do, do does that add offend gay conservatives?
1: You know, I think it's and, got to, I mean, and, and, and
0: does it go back to let's 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 bring this back to our local conversation. What what Desantis is doing locally for Florida, everybody in Florida overwhelmingly, unless they're just in the far reaches of of the left sure. left leftoidism, mm-hmm. you know, I can't I can't like anybody conservative. Everything's bad, um, but like how, how I am with Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it it how do I I'm trying to articulate this properly. Is he messing himself up in Florida with this national message and alienating the people who thinks he's doing a great job in Florida?
1: Yeah, I'm sure he does I guess he can't I don't think he can run for a third term in Florida though, so maybe he doesn't care. No, at so that yeah, point. Good point. Uh, but I think get those people that, you know really liked him or, or I'm sure they're you know second think of that. But obviously but he's still I mean he doesn't change what he's done in Florida. He's done a good job with the state. I mean I'm, I'm even saying that. I mean everybody I've talked to down there all hell, he won Miami Dade County. I think he and he won the election with over sixty percent of the vote. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't because of his woke agenda. It was because of his economic agenda, what he did during COVID. That's why he won. You know, specific, you know, and these are all anecdotal, but examples that were brought to me was like, he kept my business open. That's what people like about him. Yeah. Like, he did those kinds of They had nothing to do with, nobody ever said, man, I voted for him because of Disney. Like, no one ever, I've never talked to anybody. Maybe there are people on the right that did vote for him for that, but that's not overwhelmingly why people were voting for Ron DeSantis.
0: Do you think that that Disney thing, if you look at big picture, the war and, and I again I agree with the war on Disney because of the agenda they're putting in front of, in front of our children and what they're trying to do turn into like a big uh, transgender utopia down there. But
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but I that can't
0: that that can't play as well locally as it does nationally. Like that to me that is a, that is a that is a that's
1: something to raise your national profile, not your local profile. Yeah, because I mean, think about how many people Disney employs in that state. Exactly. I mean, it's it, it's basically why Orlando exists. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, it's um yeah, it's, it's just an economic driver in that state. So I'm sure they're not happy about that part.
0: I mean, there may be a cons- for example, a conservative liquor store owner in Orlando. Which, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to pick liquor store. I don't care, or restaurant, or sports bar, or whatever, whose business is solely dependent upon Disney tourism. Sure. All right. Well, you, you can be a Ron DeSantis voter, but his war on Disney could start affecting you. If they start limiting things, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, or God knows, God forbid, it actually caused them to have to shut down. I, they ain't never going to
1: move. They ain't no moving Disney. Yeah, I don't think so, either. I don't think they're, they're going to...
0: They're, they're married at the hip.
1: I mean, they're but, probably going to wait till the next governor comes in, and yeah. maybe a little... I don't even know exactly what he got. I think he did. did he restricted them in some ways. I can't even remember what it was, but...
0: Well, he took away their, their ability to self-zone. Self-zone,
1: okay. Yeah, or whatever it's And their own... The, 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 provide... the Reedy Creek deal. Didn't they... Um, Yeah, that's right. Didn't they... Was Indian Creek? Self-governing. Or... Okay yeah, or they had their own fire and police protection. Yeah, they, they they don't
0: have to have they don't have to go before zoning boards. They want to build a road. Okay. Uh, they have their own court system, all, all kind of stuff. It's basically like its own little version of the CCID with zoning included.
1: Yeah, I read a book called like something behind the mouse. Mm-hmm. I think is what it's called, and this was years ago. And they could even like build their own nuclear reactor if they wanted they to. Can. Simply, they can. Uh, as a,
0: uh, Walt got them a great deal. Yeah, it was pretty. All, good. all right, we'll be right back to land the plane. This is the Clay Edwards Show. And to the Clay Edwards Show, we got about a minute left here. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. I want to thank Sean for getting up and coming over twice this week. I thought today was a great show. The podcast will be available here shortly. Just search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts or listen to music. Be sure to go get join my Facebook group. Just go search Clay Edwards Show. We're keeping it hot and uh, saucy in there. And hey, shoot me an email if you want to be on my email list. I am compiling one. Clay at i I'm just going to add you to my contacts. That's it. You won't be getting a b- bunch of junk mail from me in, uh, until I'm ready to send you some junk mail anyway. All right. I will see you guys Monday. Jim Thorne up next, followed by Jamison Haygood. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This
1: concludes our broadcast day. Right here
0: on 103.9. W-Y-A-B